This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, and insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hi everybody, welcome to show 337 Aussie Mac Zone. First of June. The first, halfway through, there we go. Uh, no, not quite halfway through, but anyway. Uh, Zahn, how are you tonight, my friend? I'm great, Michael. How are you? Very, very good, thank you. Very good. Fantastic. Our Aussie Apple ramblings this week. So a quick shout out to Aussie Steve in Thailand, a long-time <laughs> yeah. listener. Anyway, uh, Zahn, how are you tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And glad to hear you're still battling, Steve. <laughs> well, it must be hard in Thailand, jeez. <laughs> So, hello, I just lost some lighting, but that's all right. Um, story number one, Sydney's flagship Apple store reopened at May 28, following renovations. 9 to 5 Mac, Apple's flagship store on George Street in Sydney, reopens following renovations that began in early January. The store is Apple's only location Australia that did not reopen on May 7 after the COVID-19 pandemic prompted temporary store closures across the world. Apple Sydney closed on Jan 5 for upgrades to include a Today at Apple forum with a video wall for creative sessions. While the pandemic has disrupted community events for the foreseeable future, the redesign will be put to good use when live events can begin again. Other changes to the store include new fixtures and design elements like avenue shelving and a boardroom. Similar redesigned stores like Hong Kong's Causeway Bay added indoor trees. I don't believe we have yet. <laughs> no, so, I don't think we do. Apple Sydney will operate with limited hours and new safety procedures already witnessed at Australia's 21 other Apple store locations. The new measures were documented by Apple in an open letter to customers last week. Uh, the reveal of Apple's Sydney's new look will mark its first redesign since the opening in 2008. An upgraded store will be an exciting improvement customers who frequent the flagship location, but keep in mind that social distancing measures and safety precautions are still paramount at this time. You may experience a delay entering the store to browse without an appointment. Which I accidentally uh, had happened to me. On um, what day was it? Saturday. Sunday. Saturday, because you came over yeah, Sunday. That's right. went, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Saturday, I went into Penrith Apple Store. Yeah. I needed, I needed a cable for my Apple TV, and uh, unfortunately, uh, I didn't know that you needed to book an appointment. I got there. The line was about I don't know three hundred kilometers long. I was. By the time I'd gone to the line, I was in Parramatta, and um, <laughs> and um, yeah, there was a lady there with an uh, iPad, and she said, I'm sorry if you don't have an appointment, you're going to have to go over there, but the wait was so long, I couldn't do it, but she was nice enough to say, well, look, I was a little bit upset, I said, how am I supposed to wait that long? I've got three kids, I just meant to drop into the store, grab a cable, and go home, yeah. and um, I, I don't want to drop a phone off, I don't want to, all I need is a cable and I'm out. And uh, she was nice enough to say, look, I understand. 
why don't you go down to JP because they sell exactly what you need. <laughs> and I could go in and out and that's what, exactly what I did. I said thank you to them. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to give up on my money and I uh, went down to JB and I bought the cable I needed from there and in and out, like I said, and we off we went, came home. And then, uh, yeah, anyway. It's amazing, isn't it? Yep. Like there's that many people wanting to get Yeah, to get into the stores. Yeah. Amazing. So what about story two, Zahn? Do you want to read that one? <laughs> ABC's Your Money Explained newsletters we talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, has this uh, tidbit. If you can't hug your mum right now, a cuddle with your dog or cat or rabbit, snake, ferret, your choice is pretty good alternative. It is, you know. Yep. I can't hug my mum anytime, but that's not that's that's, a, that's another story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, death jokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you've probably heard that many people have been panic buying pets to help get them through these tough times. Social distancing, and. You have. I've been. I've watched videos where people have been buying pets, and they're like, yeah, "Oh." Yeah. Right? <laughs> and of course, this is great news for pounds and shelters, you know, uh, which it is again because most people these days will prefer to buy a rescue than they would uh, a pedigree, which is fantastic. Yep. But sadly, in the rush to get pet to get pets, many people are failing. Uh, for, for falling, puppy scam, sorry, for <laughs> sorry, falling for puppy scams. The Australian competition, uh, yep, yep, competition and consumer commission says in April reports of these scams were five times higher than average, and collectively people lost nearly three hundred thousand this year alone. Jesus, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> um, because we report on it. <laughs> that's right. And I've been letting people touch my puppies, but that's, again, another story. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> and he's a cheeky one, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the most common breeds, Cavadoodles uh, and French Bulldogs, the scam is typically set up fake websites for ads on online classifieds and social media and take advantage of the fact you can't travel in person to meet the puppy. After insisting on upfront payments via money transfer, the scammer will cease all contact and the buyer is left with no puppy and less money. These aren't cheap dogs either, like breeders. Nah, like, nah. Especially, you know, a, a French poodle can, you know, break a bank. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you're still keen to get a pet, there are some steps you can take to try and protect yourself. Research the seller by running an internet search using the exact wording in the ad. Suggest ACC uh, Deputy Chair uh, Delia Rickard. I think Delia Rickard, thank you. Yep. Do you reserve, uh, do a reverse image search for pictures of the specific puppy uh, as you're likely to be dealing with a scammer if you find matching images or texts on multiple websites? Of course, the safest way uh, option to buy or adopt a pet, you can meet in real life. If you can do that and still follow your state's COVID-19 regulations, 
Yeah. I just hope that all these pets don't get dumped when life gets back to normal. And it, I, I hope so too. Yeah. And it is. Uh, I know that uh, you can still go on to the uh, Animal Welfare League website and look at puppies. You can still go on to the local pounds and look at puppies. Uh, I say puppies, but, you know, they're, they're rescue dogs, so they're not all, you know, seven weeks old and, and things like that. They, mm-hmm. these, these animals are, you know, two to three years old, some of them, but they still want to love just as much, if not more, because they know what it is. That's right, yeah. You know, and so I think the best way to do this is to, yeah, if you want something like that, yeah. go to the, P- the animal shelters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that way... It's nowhere near as much as a, a purebred French bulldog. Or a, yeah, or a cavoodle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pie chicken noodle. <laughs> so now the Gates Foundation bought half a million, half a million Apple shares last quarter. Nine to five again. Gates uh, did. Yeah, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation bought yeah. 501,000 shares in Apple during the first quarter of the year reveals an SEC filing. Wow. The investment will already have been profitable. The exact gain made would depend on when the shares were purchased as Apple dropped 15% in the course of the quarter but then gained 25% in value. That's a substantial win even Mm. if the shares were bought at their Q1 high and even bigger if they were bought close to the low point. So, and you, you know, that many shares, ten dollars is only going to make the difference, doesn't it? Yeah. And then they just donate the profit. Yeah. You know, and you, if you just take the profit and then keep those shares. Yeah. Right. That's right. So uh, we've got some games. I believe a game. We got two games. Oh, we got two games. Yeah. Did I miss one? Must have. All right. So first one is. SpongeBob, Patty Pursuit. Yeah, I've even got a picture of that one. Let me have a look. Woo-hoo. That one there. Yeah, there we go. Get a look. Hang on, I'm waiting for it to come up. <laughs> Keep talking. It'll be there in a minute. <laughs> All right. So, this game was flipping, and I mean Krabby Patty. Awesome. <laughs> it feels like I was. It feels like it's 1992, the and I'm on my Super now. Oh yes. See, excellent. <laughs> Who doesn't love SpongeBob? By the way, I love SpongeBob. <laughs> I watch it for the kids, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for you, Scotty, because I know that me and you were watching SpongeBob way before we I had children. It was way before I think we were still children. Well, you know, <laughs> they have TVs then. Anyway, sorry, yeah. go on. <laughs> yeah, so it felt like I was. It was 1992, and I was playing on my Super NES. It's the best game I've played so far, and I know there are some really great original uh, games on arcade, but this game just. Uh, it just took me home. I was chasing coins, beating up baddies, and fighting bosses. I just needed a hypercolor T-shirt, some kappa pants, and a pair of Reebok pumps. <laughs> I would have been set. <laughs> uh, I gave the game six apples out of five because it was just that good. Like it, it really brought back that old uh, video game feel. Um, it's funny because you have to laugh at SpongeBob. Um, everything that happens every time he does something silly he does that silly laugh and uh, I, I just yeah 
I loved it. I haven't even played it on my uh, Apple TV, by the way. I've only played it on my phone. Yeah. And I'm still that excited about it. Uh, I can't <laughs> wait to get the time, uh, hopefully this weekend, at some point, to play it on the Apple TV. And uh, I just good. think it's gonna it's gonna be uh, it's definitely a winner. Well, in my book, it's definitely a winner. I think everybody that's watching should at least give it a turn. Yeah. Um, if you were into gaming in the nineties. And uh, then you, you're going to be into this. Okay. And um, gaming game two. It's called Round Guard. Okay. I have to admit, I haven't played much of this game. I really haven't had the time uh, this week to do much of it all, except for get the stuff that I really needed to get done. Um, but. What I what I had seen uh, it was a little fun time wasting on the train or waiting for the bus. You could just have a quick go, and you know you could level up pretty quickly, and you know you sort of just uh, it's it's a muck around fun little, you know you sort of got to try your best to get out of the puzzle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're also fighting baddies and uh, blowing stuff up at the same time. Um, <laughs> I'm not so I'm not going to give this any apples or anything like that until I've really. Uh, played it for longer, but I just thought, considering that I grabbed my attention after just playing it for a little bit, that I'd give it an honourable mention. Yeah. And we will come back once I've got a bit more time. So that's Round Guard. I don't even know who's made it. That's how like I was, you know, rushed off my feet when I wrote this. And okay. so, yeah. But uh, that's Round Guard, and uh, check it out. It's like um. Uh, it's set like on stage, so it's like Shakespearean, and then you've got to do this. Uh, you know, like you're in a cannon, and you got to do these tricks, and you blow up clay pots, and you know, bashing <laughs> bad guy goblins, and and things like that. So it's quite neat. Excellent. Uh, I, Excellent. I really liked it. Um, so that's gaming. We got some entertainment stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Apple oh, orders Eddie Lamar. Kellyanne and Scott, how are you all doing? Hi, y'all. Um, yeah, Apple Orders, Hedy Lamar, starring and executive produced by Gail Godot. Godot? Godot. Yeah. Godot. Um, where are we up to? We're up to there. So there's a picture of Gail Godot and there's a picture of Hedy Lamar. They'll be up in a second. Um, yeah, so... Apple has given a straight-to-series order to Hedy Lamar, a new eight-episode limited series starring and executive produced by Gail Gatto. So she's from the Wonder Woman franchise. A written and executive produced by Golden Globe Award winner Sarah Trim. The Affair, House of Cards, In Treatment. Um, yeah, hailed as the most beautiful woman in the world, Hedy Lamar was first exalted and iconised then destroyed and eventually forgotten by American audiences. All the while... Oh, so, so um, Gal Gadot, uh, Gadot is playing her, is she? Yeah, I believe so. Well, that's excellent. Yeah, so um, she was destroyed and eventually forgotten by American audiences, all the while keeping her brilliant mind active through a series of inventions, one of which became the basis for the spread spectrum technology we use today. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the series will follow the incredible life story of the Hollywood glamour girl, spanning 30 years from Hedy's daring escape from pre-war Vienna 
to her meteoric rise in the golden age of Hollywood, to her fall and eventual disgrace at the dawn of the Cold War, an epic tale of an immigrant woman both ahead of her time and very much a victim to it. Hedy Lamar's children, Anthony Loder and Denise DeLuca, are consulting on the series as well. Oh, very cool. So that's going to be one to look forward to. And I hope they can uh, start making it soon. That'll be good. <laughs> so um, how about um, Apple TV now include all classic Fraggle Rock episodes? Yeah, so we put the Fraggle Rock picture back up. <laughs> Uh, or, uh, orders or full. So there's a reboot as we were, we've talked about this before. Yeah, because I missed out seeing some of the episodes. Yeah, and I've managed to catch up now. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, exactly. And so now they're uh, the Fraggle Rock. So you can get all the classic episodes. Well, I used to love this as a kid. It was one of my favourites. Yeah, I love Fraggle Rock. Um, so more from Nine to Five Mac Apple TV Plus is said to have brought rights to the full. Back cattle of a Fraggle Rock comp- comprising of about 100 episodes of the live-action puppet show originally owned by HBO. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> that. Have we read that before? Apple has already founded a short set of Fraggle Rock on, uh, on shorts and is now t- uh, taking that relationship further in addition to full back catalogue of Fraggle Rock. Apple is ordering a season reboot. Of the show with full-length episodes. Woohoo! Yeah, because they're um, they've been shown that the show that the episodes we've been watching only been short. Yeah, because they've been done basically when everyone's at home. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Based on being at home, like this, this yeah. f- fake, like Zoom type thing that one of the yeah. guys came up with. So yeah, really clever. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Vulture says the newly acquired Fraggle Rock episodes will start streaming on Apple TV as soon as this week, which is awesome. That's the best way because they can buy the old catalogue. They just yeah. start playing right. straight so away. Apple TV Plus. And like I said, I loved Fraggle Rock as a kid. I thought it was just so cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'll happily watch this again. And we have been with the kids. We love it. Dance around and carry on. <laughs> Uh, the news comes on the heels of uh, Bloomberg reporting that Apple was buying up a back catalogue of content to support its previous all-original streaming service. However, Vulture reports that Apple's programming strategy remains largely unchanged. From, from the all-original premise, Apple is supposedly not looking to buy up uh, realms, uh, reams of content and is only making... Secret deals where it makes sense. Oh, select deals, sorry. <laughs> select deals where it makes sense. Why That's, secret deals? Well, they'd be doing those anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where it makes sense, like getting the back catalogue of a show when they order a reboot. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, a little bit more entertainment as well. I haven't had a chance to write it up, but um, the boys uh, we watch uh, on Apple TV, it's called Go Noodle. Yeah. And um, it's one of the apps you can just get for your Apple TV. And you go into GoDoodle and it's got like um, Pokemon yoga and uh, or like just dancing. And you can dance to like Achy Breaky Heart and they show you a boot scoot, you know. Uh, you can dance to Justin Timberlake songs. You can dance to um, New Kids on the Block. 
uh, and that's a whole bunch of other stuff. It's really cool. Uh, that we dance around the lounge room too. And so it's called Go Nerdle. It's one of the apps you can get on Apple TV. And it's just got, if your kids love to jump around the lounge room and dance and, you know, you want them to get a little bit of exercise, but they're reluctant, but they love to dance, this is definitely the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, we have a ball doing this. And it's a good <laughs> bit of a workout for mum and dad as well. Excellent. If you're that way inclined, you know, if you get up and dance with your kids, yeah. I know uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I've been known to shake a tail feather or two. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that would uh, go in at all. Check it out if you've got, you know, kids, you know, sort of from the age of, you know, sort of yeah. 10 back. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, should get into it. There's teenagers dancing and stuff like that, but I think by that age, if you're not already a dancer, you're probably just going to be in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, with this, say, how to updates. Yeah, so, how to update the firmware on your AirPods. Apple has released a new firmware version for the AirPods Pro. The company doesn't currently offer a list of changes present in the firmware. It also doesn't currently provide a way to manually update the firmware on AirPods or AirPods Pro, opting instead for an automatic update process. But Apple won't just install a firmware update willy-nilly. If your AirPods, AirPods died in in middle of the update because it was flat, for example, it could cause all sorts of problems. Ugh. So you're going to have to do the following. And then I made a change to this a little bit. So use the AirPods to listen to music or a podcast for at least 30 seconds. Put the AirPods into the charging case and close the lid. That's important. The lid must be closed during the entire process. If it is opened at any time, it interrupts the update and it will need to start over. Use the lightning cable to connect the charging case to power and wait 30 minutes. Reconnect the AirPods to the iOS or iPad device that they are paired with and then check the firmware version again by going to Settings, General, About, Scroll down, you'll see the section just on AirPods. If the version shown still isn't the latest version listed above, repeat the process. It's that sort of pain in the neck thing. Yep. And you should try and keep your phone close to the AirPods case the whole time. Don't yeah. go too far away. Yep. I, um, what about mine? Mine aren't pro. Mine no, the older ba- version. basically the same process. Um, yep. The current version for the older ones, is, which you can look up when you're connected on your phone, is yep. 6.8.8. So yep, cool. as, as of today, that's the most current one. Right. Yeah, so we've also got uh, another how-to. Yep. Help mail, help you. That's right. Mail rules can handle many of your email messages. Before you even see them, automatically file newsletters to read later, archive messages you don't need to review but want to keep or without lifting a finger. To get started, open the rules screen of the mail preference and click add rule. Make the rules. Every mail rule has two parts, the conditions when the rule should apply and the action the rule takes. Create a condition. Uh, for a particular person, like your boss, 
uh, only people in your contacts or messages with uh, PDF attached. This is the first time I have seen this in the App Store, and it is great. Yeah, that was so written was by a, you. That's right. It was a. Um, I, hey, I was Mark. Just at the App Store to to have a look for something, and I saw this straight away, and it's like um, it's called a full App Store preview. Yeah. And it go it walks you through some steps, gives you some examples, and then I was there today, and there was another one for apps for kids to use at school. Yep. So they're obviously, it's all done by the people internal. It's not like special advertising or anything like that. So I thought it was really cool. Excellent. Yeah. And then I've got to go to story four. There we go. Uh, and then go back to there. So further to the... Uh, this is an update for this app is no longer shared iOS bug preventing some apps from opening, which we reported last week. That's right, we did. Yeah. An app bug is causing some iOS users to be unable to open their apps with affected iPhone and iPad users seeing message that this app is no longer shared. So as we, that's what we reported last week. But Apple took action on Sunday, May 24, and as Forbes contributor Kate O'Flaherty reported, another mysterious set of circumstances arose. Many Apple users suddenly noticed that apps were updating on their phone in far larger numbers than usual. Yeah. Scores, sometimes hundreds of apps were updating at once. That's only if they had the, set their device to automatically update apps. Those who didn't instead saw a clutch of apps suddenly showing as pending. Essentially, what Apple was doing was the same as those users had deleted and reinstalled the app. The update was overriding the previous version with no discernible difference or improvement, apart from the fact that the clash with the family sharing system was now resolved. Yeah, because I had, sorry, I had about, oh, yesterday when I opened my phone, was it the day before? It was either Saturday or Sunday when I opened yeah. my phone. I had probably, I don't know, six to eight apps all just updating at once. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've never seen it happen before. They just all went, and yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part is they can update, like it doesn't have to put the whole app in. Yep. Because they can update just the bit that was updated. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was quite quick. Yeah. Yeah. But they did like, um, yeah, just a whole bunch. And I've got most of my apps all in little, you know, boxes and stuff because yeah. I don't like my... Phone to be too messy. Yeah. Um, it bothers me. <laughs> I'm a bit OCD like that. I just, you know, they've all got to be in a certain place. And so I just found, yeah, my box would be shadowed and it'd be, and it was updating, you know, three or four different yeah. uh, apps. And then the other box was shadowed and it was doing that again. And then another box shadowed and it did that. And, you know, it took a minute or two, but it, yeah. it wasn't, you know, to me, I don't use a lot of apps anyway. You know, I don't have hundreds of apps on my phone. Uh, hundreds so, of games, not hundreds of apps. Yeah, <laughs> that's the difference. Uh, and uh, so it, it took a few minutes, but it was no big bother. Yeah. So it's not really an update. It's more a repeat install. Yeah, that's the, right. So we're just trying to help out. Yeah, the cause is still unclear. That was 9 to 5 pointed out. It was likely down to a signing issue, which made the, perhaps as that made the apps behave as though they were paid downloads, which had suddenly lost the right to be shared. Yeah. Now, TechCrunch says that the issue has now been resolved for all effective customers. 
No more details have been shared, but the fast action was necessary so users didn't blame the app developers for a problem for which they were blameless. So if you're still getting the issue and dis disturbing no longer shared message, the solution is straightforward. Go to the App Store on your iPhone or iPad, tap the Apple ID icon on the top right, leads you to your account and check out if you have pending updates. Or go to the App Store and get the updates there. Uh, yep. There may be more than you'd expect. Just click update all and you're golden. Excellent. Yes. Um, all right. So also, um, as you were over yesterday, uh, I was trying to sort out yep. the little uh, dilemma I had with the Apple TV. Yep. Um, which when you were here really was no dilemma. And then you left and it happened again. That's because I um, scare Apple devices. You really do. <laughs> I can the, 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 people. He's laughing, but I think, honestly think it's true. <laughs> he uh, no whatever lie. I've had problems with my phone, or problems with my iPad, problems with my Apple TV, problems with my you know my, my MacBook Air, and um, I'll go. Oh, this is happening. You know, show me. And so I show him, and it doesn't happen. And there's nothing wrong. And then it doesn't happen again. It just happens to me, and uh, I don't I'm know sorry. why. He, he's, <laughs> he's like the Apple Whisperer. <laughs> they, they see it and they're like, "No, we're fine. It's okay. Don't let him touch us." And it's so like if we had a doll, they'd be able to show us where. <laughs> like, <laughs> my my best anyway. story about that yeah. is back in the old video cassette days. Yep, there was um, this video player that wouldn't work. Every time they took it in the store, it worked perfectly. Yeah. So they took the lid off, put a put a Polaroid photo of the yep. technician inside the machine. It worked forever. <laughs> Stuck the Polaroid in the, in, in, inside on the lid of the machine. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, anyhow, uh, then we left and, and started doing it again. And so what it was doing, it was coming up. And now, if you've got a uh, Apple TV with the 4K, Apple on TV, it, Apple TV, yeah, yeah oh, right, Apple TV, yep. and it says that yeah, HD. Um, anyway, it's saying that your yeah HDMI cable is incompatible. It's saying that yeah, there's not enough data, or yeah, the, 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 yeah it's not compatible with the data that you're running. Um, when I'm talking about download speeds or anything, it's like it's saying yeah, that the a, cable just isn't a, fast enough, suppose. Yeah, the cable isn't fast enough. I'm not talking about download speeds or anything like that. It's just the cable isn't fast enough. And so it happened again when we left, and I'm like, it's got to be a solution to this. And um, I hate to admit this, but Kellyanne said, um, double click that button and you can swipe the. Um, it's basically, swipe uh, the apps you, closed. You, Yes, what the app's closed. And I asked Michael if we could do this. He didn't know. I didn't know. And so we both just thought, oh, no, it probably just automatically closes. It's not the same as your phone or your iPad or anything. Right. And we were uh, wrong. And we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Kellyanne was right. So if she's watching, Kellyanne, you're right. I know she's not, so I can say it. Um, <laughs> and so anyway, I double click this button, and fair enough, up they pop. And so I swipe away all the apps, and I mean, Everything was open because I was going through it, looking at the, you know, yeah. the opportunity to try to find out what was wrong, and so I closed all these apps down, and I just left the, the um, 
Apple TV screen. And it worked perfectly after that. And so now once I use an app and I go to get out of it, I double click and I yep. shut it down and it works perfectly every time. So if you're having these issues, please, it's just the TV button. There's a, you know, the picture of the TV on it. Double click it. It'll show you and you can swipe the apps away and so you're not using as much data. You just so swipe, therefore, swipe them up like you do on your phone. That's right. Swipe yeah. them up. Oh. Oh, so Kellyanne was watching. <laughs> I'm wrong. And she says, make sure you keep this recording forever, Dad. <laughs> I just saw that come up, yes. Yep. <laughs> oh, dear. I'll just, I'll just put it on a loop like I did the other day for the kids. That, that's right, yeah. Kellyanne was so, right. Kellyanne yep. was right. Kellyanne was right. Kellyanne was right. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed now, like later. And I'm just... <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not going to hear the end of it. Anyway, back to uh, the story at hand. No, so that fixed fix your Apple TV, which was great. It did fix it. And we learned something, which is and we did, And we did learn something. So thank you, Kellyanne. Yeah. Um, I, know, I don't know why I'm looking at my phone and talking to her. It's just a force <laughs> of habit, I guess. Um, yeah. So that, that's that's how to do that. It's not yeah. it's not in the notes, but um, look, if I get a chance, I'll put them in there. Um, story five. Yeah, iPhone eleven now the world's most popular smartphone as it surpasses the iPhone XR. Woohoo! Nine to five Mac again. New data released by Omdia today says that the iPhone eleven has has usurped the crown of being the world's most popular smartphone with the iPhone XR. According to the data, Apple shipped 19.5, 19.5 million oh. iPhone 11s units during the first quarter of the year. My goodness. Now, usurped means, because I had to look it up, what it meant, U-S-U-R-P-E-D, yep. to, to seize and hold a position, office, power, etc., by force. Yep. So the iPhone 11 has taken over the by force, from the iPhone XR. So the report explains that despite the impact of COVID-19, Q1 2020 iPhone, ship, iPhone 11 shipments were 6 million units higher than Q1 2019 Crazy. shipments for the XR. And that's just numbers are extraordinary. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Yeah, now, what about... Uh, Story yeah. six? Yeah, please. All right. Grandmother ordered to delete Facebook photos under GDPR, the European Privacy Laws. A woman must delete um, photographs of her grandchildren that she posted on Facebook and Pinterest without her parents, with, without their parents, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> without, their, without their parents' permission. A court in the Netherlands has ruled to end up in court after a falling out between the women and daughter, or the woman and daughter. The judge ruled that the matter was within the scope of the UE's uh, general data uh, prosecution regulation, uh, protection regulations, GDPR. One expert said that the ruling reflected the position that the European court has taken over many years. The case went to court after the woman refused to delete photographs of her grandchildren, which she had posted on social media. 
the mother of the children asked had asked several times for the pictures to be deleted. The GDPR does not apply to the purely personal or household uh, processing of data. However, the exemption did not apply because uh, posting photographs on social media made the made them available to a wider audience. The ruling said, "That's right." <laughs> With Facebook, it cannot be ruled out that placed photos may be distributed and may end up in the hands of third parties, it said. The woman must remove the photos or pay a fine of 50 euro or 45 pound uh, for every, I'd say it's $90, I think, Australian. Roughly, yeah. Yeah. For every day that she fails to comply with the order uh, up to the maximum fine of a thousand dollars. Thousand euros. Yeah, th- sorry, a thousand euros, so around two thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, if she posts more images of the children in the future, she will be fined an extra fifty euro a day. I think the ruling will surprise a lot of people who probably don't think too much before they tweet or post photos, said Neil Brown a technology lawyer, and a decoded legal. Uh, in, irrespective sorry, of the irrespective legal... Irrespective of the legal position, uh, would it be reasonable for people who posted those photos to think, well, he or she doesn't want them out there anymore? This is fair enough. We don't post any real new photos of the boys or anything like that. There's... I've got some photos of, you know, sort of wait, three years ago or so that if they pop up, I'm happy to repost. They're already there anyway and stuff like that. But we don't really post uh, photos of the boys too much. We'd rather just share them with family and, and stuff. You know, I don't know. I'm a little bit funny about having the boys on uh, the interwebs when uh, they can be used as third-party property. Yes. Yeah. So story seven. And and the parents did ask yep. for the- did ask the grandmother to take the pictures down. They did. And I've done the same thing before. Um, and I've asked people to take photos of me uh, of our kids down, um, just because. Again, I, you know, I don't post photos of me my children, so yeah. please don't do so. I don't, you know, they again they can be used as third party property, and uh, I'm not really okay with that. So yeah, yeah, and like the grandmother still got the photos. The grandmother yep. can still share them. Not on Facebook. It's not on social media. But can, she can still show her friends. This is what my grand. You know, these are my grandkids. Yeah. So. Yep. And to anybody that, um, sorry, I'm getting trying to get comfortable again. Oh, these chairs are killing my back. Um, you know, to anybody that they, you know, you want to see. I'm sure you've got their number. You can just send them in a text. Yeah. You know? That's right. So. Twitter labels Trump's tweets with a fact check for the first time. Yes. <laughs> the action comes after years of criticism. Social media companies have allowed the president to push misinformation unchecked. Twitter on Tuesday slapped a fact check label on President Trump's tweets for the first time. Uh, a response to long-standing criticism that the company is too hands-off when it comes to policing misinformation and falsehood from world leaders. Yeah. The move. When they say world leaders, they mean Trump. They don't mean any other world leader. They oh. just mean Trump. 
The um, move, which escalates tensions between Washington and Silicon Valley in an election year, was made in response to two uh, Trump tweets over the past 24 hours. The tweets falsely claimed that mail-in ballots were fraudulent. Twitter's label says, get the facts about mail-in ballots and redirects users to news articles about Trump's unsubstantiated claim. The tweets said Twitter spokesperson Katie Roseborough contained potentially misleading information about voting processes and have been labelled to provide additional context around mail-in ballots. The label directs users to articles by CNN, The Washington Post and The Hill, along with selections from articles and page summaries uh, summarising the findings of fact-checkers. Just before I go on, it's interesting listening to some of... um, the ABC's news when they get yep. a fact checker, yeah, yep. they hear a, a comment not only by Trump but by every, everybody, and they get a fact checker to actually give you the correct information. It's very interesting yep. to um, hear them sometimes. Uh, I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Twitter's action quickly drew backlash from Trump and his supporters. Yes, Twi- it did. Twitter is now interfering with the 2020 president election, the president tweeted. They are saying my statement on mail-in ballots, which will lead to massive corruption and fraud, is incorrect, based on fact-checking by fake news CNN and Amazon's <laughs> Washington Post. Because the Washington Post is owned by the Amazon. It's not, yep. it's, it's not an Argentinian Washington Post in the Amazon. It's, 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 it's written on bark. They <laughs> use a blood of rats. So, yeah. Um, now... For its 14-year existence, Twitter has allowed misinformation by world leaders and everyday citizens to spread virtually unchecked. Its leaders have long said users would engage in debate on the platform and correct false information on their own. But Trump has made many false claims on social media, particularly on his preferred medium of Twitter, and has also attacked people in ways that critics have argued could violate company policies on harassment and bullying. Mm-hmm. And you can read more at the Washington Post. Yeah, he also, when, so when all this came out, he said uh, he retweeted very quickly. He goes, I'm going to have Twitter shut down. Yeah. Uh, that was taken down. Uh, I don't know if you can see that anymore. But, uh, yeah, he retweeted very quickly after that. And he goes, I'm going to have Twitter shut down. Yeah. Uh, and um, I thought that was so, I thought that was so good. Like, <laughs> oh my god on then but he did so, have a um he did try to do a presidential decree or something yeah to do with the business to you know yeah he did but it didn't work <laughs> so yeah it's a bit interesting suck it trump uh, and like that, anyway that's where he <laughs> but that's where he does most of his advertising yeah he tweets all the time i know it's the worst, though. <laughs> it's the worst. Some of the stuff he says is crazy. He can say whatever he likes. He can say whatever he likes. He's a leader of the free world. But you just got to understand, he doesn't necessarily know what he's talking about. <laughs> I know. No, that's, that's right. He can say whatever he wants. It doesn't mean we have to believe it. Or, but his followers love it, though. That's right. Now, I think they honestly think it's like a daytime drama. Yeah. Like They, they just love the... The audacity of him, but it's not. It's he's really a leader, like he's and he's just insane. But when um, he when he when he tweets things like about 
taken the malaria drug. Yeah. I'm happy that he's taking the malaria drug, and I'm happy to tell everybody that it's a possibility of making things better, but also tell them the things that can go wrong. That's all you got to do. Yeah, and look, he had no medical, like, <laughs> he had no proof. And they would be still don't. Like, yes, they're testing it, but if the, the people that are testing it don't know yet, then you yeah. don't know either. Yeah. Because they've got a lot more experience in this stuff than he does. So. You know, like, oh, there's a joke I, I say with Matt. Uh, the other day they were talking about books that they want people to read. And I'm like, what about, you know, Trump's written a few books. <laughs> and he quickly responded with, no, he didn't. Which is right. He didn't write the books. He had someone write them for him. Yeah. And um, he basically just, you know, rattled off some quotes, gave them information. They wrote the book as a ghostwriter and, you know, now they're, they're books by Donald Trump. Well, we believe so. We joke about it all we the time. We believe so. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I heard. Uh, this, this, is, this, is, uh, this is fake news. Um, <laughs> but we joke about it all the time, you know, like who are great authors, you know. That and um, uh, they're like, what's some of the best-selling books of all time? The other day and I said, uh, Jamie Oliver's done pretty well. <laughs> And this is an English staff room. It doesn't go down too well. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyway, enough right. of bagging out Trump. <laughs> we do it all day. Apple release, releases Mac OS Catalina 10.15.5 with new battery health management feature. Now, this all goes back to Apple getting into trouble for, quote, fiddling with batteries on the earlier iPhones. And it's it's basically a lot of people leave their laptops plugged in to a display all the time. And doing that isn't any good for your battery. So what they do is basically they'll move it up and down. They won't charge it to 100% and leave it 24 hours a day at 100% because it's all bad for your battery. Yep. So Apple last week, uh, thanks to 9 to 5, Apple last week released macOS Catalina 10.15.5. This update brings a new feature to improve the lifespan of Mac Notebook's battery, besides bug fixes and performance improvers. The biggest change in 10.15.5 is a new battery health management feature. The goal of the change is to reduce the chemical aging of MacBook's battery and extend its lifespan, but without compromising battery life. Here's how Apple describes the feature. The battery health management feature in 10.15.5 is designed to improve your battery's lifespan by reducing the rate at which it chemically ages. The feature does this by monitoring your battery's temperature, history and its charging patterns. Based on the measurements that it collects, battery health management may reduce your battery's maximum charge when in this mode. This happens as needed to ensure that your battery charges to a level that's optimised for your usage, reducing wear on the battery and slowing its chemical ageing. Today's update also fixes an issue where large data transfers to RAID volumes could cause a finder to become unresponsive. Also, like our iOS, a FaceTime prominence preference, an option to control automatic prominence of Facebook FaceTime calls, so, sorry, group FaceTime calls. Where did I get Facebook from? Group FaceTime calls cause so video tiles not to change size when a participant speaks. Yeah, so just getting back to the battery, 
Yeah. If you are one of the people that actually tend to leave it connected to a display or, or leave it plugged in all the time, um, you just turn this, this option on and it'll help save your battery. But And you can turn it off if you don't want to yeah. do that. You can turn it off. Uh, also, I if probably you're... charge mine every three days. Yeah. I'm using it all the time, but I don't like to leave it on charge. Yeah, but if people... Uh, for example, have it have the battery management on, but know that they're going to be going away and taking their laptop with them. For example, they may yep. want to turn it off so that it does charge to one hundred percent before they go. Yep. So yeah, it's just one of those things. Stupid things. <laughs> so we're up to show promotion. Yeah. Show notes link each week on your show upload. The link being. Aussie Max Zone. <laughs> dot com dot au forward slash amz three three seven forward slash there you will see the last six weeks of show notes you can michael. email you can email us michael and i'll talk about that one sec uh, michael orzan at aussiemaxzone.com.au now we've actually had an email from, from someone and they were asking about a product that we reviewed about two or three years ago and there's not really the, the software is not available in the Apple App Store yeah but you can still get this device to work properly fully by using um, the web interface for the device and it actually tells you that so yeah so we, we've actually had an email we've actually had two emails on that subject in the last sort of six weeks so. <laughs> wow <laughs> so yeah on the same device so from different people so you can find us on Spotify. Just um, search Aussie Max Zone yeah. and Apple News. Aussie Max Zone. I put a couple of yeah. stories up this week. Yep. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. YouTube. Google Podcasts. Yeah. And we'd most like importantly, oh, sorry. We'd like to thank our supporters. That's you, our listeners. That's right. Most important people. Yep. And over to Zan for the sign-off, please, sir. Thank you. I'd just like to say a few words. Please stay safe in the States. Yes. It's so chaotic over there. We understand that Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. And um, we're sending our deepest heart thoughts. I wish we could do more. Yeah. Um, but, but please, just I know it's a troubled time, but try to stay safe. Remember, guys, Apple Day keeps the androids away. Stay strong.